the controlled left brain to his exuberant right, a neatly nestled fit. Up on the flybridge, Darlene Braswell stood beside her husband, watching her daughter closely. A tall, black-haired woman with shadowy Italian eyes. A violinist with the Miami Symphony, till she had met and married A.J. Braswell. Now a vigilant mom. Too vigilant. She and Morgan hadn't spoken for days. A bitter standoff. Last week, coming into Morgan's room, staring at her for a full minute in prickly silence. Morgan knew what it was about, but didn't think her mother had the nerve. She held Morgan's eyes and finally spoke, voice neutral, asking if anything was going on she should know about. Going on? Morgan playing dumb. You know what I mean, Morgan. Is something happening between you and Andy? Morgan said nothing, glaring into her mother's dark eyes. Okay, her mother said. If you won't discuss this, then I'll talk to Andy. One way or the other, I'm going to find out. You go ahead, Mom. Talk to Andy. But if you do, I'll never speak to you again. Never. Now get out of my room. Morgan pointed at her door, kept pointing till her mother turned and walked to the door, and stood there a moment waiting for Morgan to open up. But she didn't. She wasn't about to. Her mother wouldn't understand. Never. Not in a million years. From up on the flybridge, her father yelled at her to pay attention. A little more before you hit him. Ease off on your drag. This is a big girl. She picked her moment, then yanked back on the rod, sunk the hook, and in the next instant the fish showed itself. Forty yards behind them, its long bill broke through, then its silver head, holding there for several seconds, its wild eye staring back at Morgan as if taking her measure. The fish shook its head furiously and flopped on its side and was gone, sounding, diving down and down and down, the reel shrieking, the rod jumping in her hands as if she had hooked a stallion at full gallop. On the bridge, A.J. was silenced by the sight. Johnny stood at the transom, transfixed, staring out at the blue water where the fish had disappeared. His blonde hair hung limply down his back. A pudgy baby, a pudgy kid, and now a pudgy teenager, smiling at the wrong times, always fidgeting, gnawing his fingernails to the quick. Her dad stood with his butt to the console, reaching behind him to run the controls, doing it by feel, backing the thirty-one-foot Bertram toward the spot where the fish had disappeared. The Braswells worked as a unit. It required first-rate teamwork to catch these fish. No one could do it alone, not the big ones. Someone to handle the boat, keep it positioned, an angler strapped into the fighting chair, a wireman to grab the leader when the fish was finally brought close to the boat, then a gaffer who nailed the fish in its bony jaw and helped haul it through the transom door, the five of them circulating the jobs. You okay, Morgan? You want some water? Andy asked. She was pumping the rod, then cranking on the downstroke. For every yard of line she won back, the fish was taking out two. The reel was more than half empty, and Morgan had begun to sweat, her fingers throbbing already, back muscles aching. In only twenty minutes, the fish was making her pant. Water, yes, Morgan said. He held the water bottle to her lips, tipped it up. With a towel, he mopped her forehead. He gave her shoulders a rub, stayed with it for a while, a good massage, working his fingers in deep. The line went out in screaming bursts, and with grim focus, 
She reeled it back in, inch by grueling inch. The fish stayed deep. Two hundred yards of line, perhaps. A.J., cheering her on, giving her small instructions, though Morgan knew the drill as well as he did. She could hear it in his voice, a trace of envy. It should be him in the chair. It was his passion more than hers. He went to the tournaments. Mexico, Bahamas, Virgin Islands. He hung out with Marlin men, went fishing on the bigger boats of his rich friends, boats with full-time crews. Two million, three million dollars purchase price, a few hundred thousand a year to maintain and staff them. He lusted for one of those boats, a sixty-footer with four thousand horsepower rumbling below decks. At the rate Microdyne was growing, it wouldn't be long before he could afford one. Her dad should be the one in the chair hauling this fish to the surface, but that wasn't how it worked. The Brasswells rotated the angling.